Hello and welcome, welcome to the Off The Gym Floor podcast, podcast five, by the way, with myself, Matt Rutzo, and my esteemed colleague, Mark Cowie. Uh, today, we go over the topic of kettlebells um, and the best uses and exercises and even the history we touch on a little bit there as well. Uh, we also touch on at the end a little bit about Mark's so-called modeling career other people call it an abomination and i tend to believe that's what it's called as well but anyways we go over that anyways get stuck into it and have a good one all right how are we doing today Matty? i'm doing well mark how are you i am good i've been busy this morning on the go since 5 15. 5 15 5 15. Yeah, been very similar. Well, eight thirty for me. Oh, it's so very similar. Haven't yeah. Stopped, haven't haven't stopped just yet. Um, you went out for something to eat. No, yeah, I was meant to, but then I had a guy come in. It was he thought he was he was meant to come in later on this afternoon, uh, actually. And then I and then he came in. And he said, "Oh, I'm not going to be able to do this afternoon." I'm like, "Well, shit, I'll I'll just do it now." Oh, you're very accommodating. Yeah, not too bad. Oh, nice guy. Nice, nice little guy. nice little rugby league. 15-year-old yeah. prodigy, supposedly. Well, so his dad says... Well, we'll be after you're finished with him. That's the, that's the plan. Yeah, it? well, that is the plan. Just getting that's started it. into it. How was your weekend? Uh, weekend? Yeah, well, so that's a long time ago now, wasn't it? Right. Um, yeah, not too bad. Didn't get up too much trouble. No. How about you? How about you, mate? Learning to surf. Learning to surf. Mate, six foot eight on an eight-foot surfboard. Killed Gee, it. We, on an eight-foot surfboard. Yeah. Yeah, you probably need at least an eight or a nine foot one. So well, like I would say a nine foot with ideally, but they didn't have one. So. So what is it? A foamy? It is a foamy. It is a foamy. Oh, safety first, mate. Safety first. <laughs> you know. So where'd you go? Um, down to Happy Valley. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the standard learn to surf spot. Mate, well I had great fun. You had great fun. Well, great that's good. fun. Did you stand up at least? Three or four times I did. Three or four times? And did you do it in your um, infamous yellow DTs? I, I didn't put the yellow DTs on. No, you actually wore board shorts I, this I, time? Um, yeah. Not even those. I was actually a little bit worried because I wore these um, new swimmers <laughs> that I bought, right? Okay. So they're not long shorts, like board shorts. They're a little bit shorter. <laughs> what do you like from like... But those like when, you buy swim sh- when you buy swim shorts back home, right, they normally have a safety net in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Exactly. No, exactly. No, they don't usually. Like yeah. some of them do. Back home, back cheap home. ones. Back in the UK, you get safety nets, right? Yeah, yeah. I was on the beach in these on Saturday, and there was a couple of people from the UK over there. They're working in the hospital here, and so we we had a beach afternoon on Saturday, and it was like halfway through a conversation. I now there's three of them there. I met one before, and then he, he's a he's a good lad, and then there's the the two other girls with my first time meeting them and one of them was speaking right and I'm, I'm listening away I'm thinking my god there must be a must be a draft in here I'm feeling a bit of, <laughs> bit of a chill downstairs so I looked young. down and the wee fella had popped out to say hello I was like oh damn it because they don't have the safety net well, okay okay well that's fair enough do you do you wear so you don't wear underwear with board shorts Oh, not if you're going in the water. This... No, exactly right. Exactly. That's right. Look, any or like Caloundra local anyway that I know of from the Sunshine Coast doesn't wear underwear with board shorts. When I was in Fiji with my yeah, um, a little bit with my cousins who live in Sydney, mm-hmm. all right, and they and I was wearing um obviously my board shorts, no underwear under my board shorts. Yeah, yeah. And they were all wearing underwear under their board shorts. And then I was like, That's what weird. the hell are you wearing underwear uh, under your board shorts for, you weirdo? 
And uh, and then they were all, and then the whole family turned around and started having a crack at me. They're like, what, are you not wearing underwear under? Like, I was the strange one. That's mental, man. Mate, you're not even from here. You're from Scotland. Like, I should expect that you're wearing underwear under your board shorts. Really? And you're not. Well, you you, you know what we do in our kilts, don't you? <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah I didn't right. think so, of that. Maybe I'm thinking of England. I think you're thinking, I'm thinking of the wrong country. The, the other half of my genetics, yeah. But yeah, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that when I heard it. Yeah, it's mad. They just get all heavy and soaked. Oh, mate. It's just yeah. retarded. Anyway, I'm not sure if she saw it. I'm hoping she didn't. I might have made a bad first impression. No, she so. definitely didn't see it. I bet that for sure. <laughs> Good one, Manny. Good one. Okay, right. What are we here for today? I don't even know. Yeah. Talking about your bloody wee fella, as you call it. Oh, the wee fella, yeah. That's, that's, that's what we call it. The wee fella. Right, the wee fella. Anyway, moving on from we felt cowbells. That's what we're doing this this uh, yeah, well, we're a little bit gone from the interim straight into kettlebells. Yeah, so okay. I think we wanted to talk about cowbells because they are a cool piece of kit to use in the gym, and there's a heap of benefits to them. And there's also you know a bit of risk as well. So yeah, we, we did. Let's give some helpful tips. First thing, do you know the history of kettlebells? Uh, let's say I don't know the history of kettlebells. Are you, do you know? I, do you know, I do, Mark? I do, but you just... Oh, did I not just read over your notes that says, yeah. I do know the history of the kettlebells? I actually, I actually took a kettlebell course back home. And oh, part did you? Of it, part of it was the history of kettlebells. I was like, look, uh, I want to teach you tech kettlebell class. Well, fair, enough. Well, fair class. enough, because they're probably not as popular as the old dumbbell, but I feel like they're getting a little bit more oh, popular. 100%. And did you know kettlebells? So they don't actually know where they originated from. I think the sport originated in russia yeah or certainly the training method was kind of maybe formalized in the modern day in russia but there's you know all these old rusty and stone ones dating back like before the 1900s there you go so they before are the 1900s. before the 1900s there you go i thought you were a buff on a history buff on kettlebells there you go i i, I apparently i am and uh did you know it's a sport it's a sport and so what do you mean the kettlebell is a sport kettlebell is a sport kettlebell training is a sport or the... like you can like you know how crossfit is basically exercise is a sport now so yeah. how many of this you can do in a certain amount of time or for a certain yeah, amount of reps etc it's a sport kettlebell is the same so it's just fitness with kettlebells yeah pretty much so oh, right. here we go so I looked into a bit of Australian how kettlebell heavy, how heavy do kettlebells get up to um, now that we're talking about actually, history. The, the competition weight is actually quite low, but it's a power endurance, so it is yeah. a lot of reps. So I was watching, so I, I basically had a look at the Australian one, and so this Australian one was, so it's Gervoy Sport Australia, so Gervoy, I believe, is... Sorry, what did you just say? Gervoy. Uh, I we, think I'm pronouncing it right. G-I-R-E-V-O-Y, Gervoy. And I believe that is the Russian... Putting a bit of Scottish twang to that as well. Yeah, I was trying to go Russian, but yeah. So <laughs> oh, I believe right. that is the Russian for kettlebell sport. Um, oh. I'm probably wrong. But in 2006 is when Australia had their first official team enter the Hamburg Masters. And so I watched. The Hamburg is. Uh, oh, that's a place, Hamburg, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, not, no, no, yeah no. You think of the food, oh, Hamburg. Yeah, I, don't know, what, yeah. I don't know what was going on there. But uh, anyway, I watched the video of the first, uh, the first guy to, to be to officially join the team. Can I guess what his name was? Go on. Was it was it Paul Tucker? Oh man, where did you get that off of, eh? Well, yes, it was Paul, <laughs> and Big Paulie swung a kettlebell, uh, did a did a kettlebell snatches over 160 times 
kettlebell snatches every 160, 160 times. And looking at it, it was a green kettlebell. I couldn't quite figure out the point scoring system, but I think it's 24 kilos. So 24 kilos times 160, that's a lot of yeah. work. Well, good on Paul Tucker. But yeah, so yes. if you like power endurance, kettlebells are the sport for you. Gee whiz. But, um, yeah. Well, Mark, what do you reckon the benefits are of, uh, of kettlebells? Well, you know, you get the... So if you... The generic benefits are the same as what you'll get from other equipment in the gym. Yes, it'll build muscle, it'll build strength, it'll obviously improve your body composition. You can do some really good hit and, and metcon stuff, so that's metabolic conditioning where you it's kind of Whoa. simply is hit training with, with weights. But the specific to the kettlebell, you have to have a look at the design first. It's a handle with basically a big metal ball on the end of it, yeah. And because of that design, the way you hold it, if you hold a dumbbell, dumbbells, you know, the, the weight's very balanced, very distributed. Um, yeah, yeah, evenly yeah. distributed. With the kettlebell, when you, you pick it up, especially if you're going to do pressing exercises, like bottom know, up, bottom up, ex like turning the kettlebell upside down, essentially. Man, that, that's a hard one. Even if you don't do that, you go for the easy option where the kettlebell rests on the back of the arm, you're yeah. still loading that, that one side. So again, it takes a lot of strength and stability to be able to control a kettlebell. Yeah, I have found like a lot of people have trouble kind of like just gripping them in general. Yeah. Like when you're trying to teach them, like they're like, oh, it hurts my wrist and, or anything like that. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's a little bit of education. This education would be, you know, somewhat good. We're going to tell people how... Yeah. hold it properly so yeah. you've got to keep your wrist neutral yeah simple as that doesn't matter what you're doing the wrist has to stay neutral we, we know that people get aggravations like certainly push-ups is one where people have got that hyper or well, not hyper extended but that, that that extended wrist where it's you know flex the knuckles are flexed back towards the forearm um you know if you then start applying a pressure and you allow that weight to manipulate that, that wrist out of position, then you can get stress and strain and, and, and therefore Yeah, pain. and I've, I've found I think they do really well to build up kind of like that forearm and grip strength as well, just oh, holding on to it. 100%. You know, because I remember when I first started, it was a little bit a little bit difficult to grip a um, kettlebell, but now, you know, I love using them, you yeah. know, for a whole different variety of reasons, which I think we're going to get into a little bit later on. Yeah, I mean, the, like you are saying about the, the forearm grip, the good thing about the you know, the reason it develops that, anything that pulls against your grip strength, so we talk about pulling exercise, rowing, chin-ups, deadlift, all opens up or pulls against the hand and trying to open up, so of course it's going to improve your grip strength. With kettlebell, there's heaps of swinging-based exercises, uh, so again, that momentum of that kettlebell, trying to keep a grip on that, that's obviously going to contribute to that. Um, other things is that you can do a lot more power development with these, but they're much less technical than what you typically think of like your Olympic mm. list. So you've got cleans, you've got snatches, and you've got these swing movements which require, you know, fast yeah. contractions, fast movements, develop power and, and that. And I think, you know, because you can do obviously power movements with dumbbells as well. Just I think of the way it's more that stability mm. component and also the way that it's the way the kettlebell's built as well. It kind of just allows you to kind of like get into some, you know, different positions. Yeah. Um, you know, where you can probably like do those swing movements where it's mm -hmm. not as awkward as trying to do a swing movement with like a dumbbell, for example. Because you can move with the kettlebell and move with the momentum. Yeah. Um, whereas exactly you don't right. have that in, in, in a in a in a dumbbell, basically. Um, okay. Yeah. So what about you? What about any any specific benefits that you pick up from the kettlebell that you like using? Look, the probably I'd say the main thing I use kettlebells for 
would be stability work, mm-hmm. okay? And what I mean by stability work is basically you're taking an object that's already kind of a little bit feels unstable, mm-hmm. okay? And you're using that to train like stabilizers, mostly for shoulder stability, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, I like a couple of really good exercises that I like to use with them are Turkish get-ups. Yeah. I think that's beautiful for your shoulder and your um and your shoulder blades as well. Mm-hmm. Just building stability all around through that shoulder. Um, and I also like to turn it upside down. So I think we we're kind of touching on before that bottom-up mm-hmm. position. You know, as soon as you take a kettlebell, it's got this like big base and then it's got this handle, right? So you take the kettlebell, turn it upside down, hold it by that handle, and all of a sudden you're like, you got to hold on for dear life because it starts wobbling all over the shop. Yeah. Um, and then you, you know, you can do all these type of course. So like bottom up kettlebell presses, mm-hmm. I use that a lot. So mainly for shoulder stability, uh, I hate. So that'd be probably the main three exercises I use mm-hmm. uh, kettlebells for, but I know there's a heap of other ones. Yeah. Um, I think the other good thing well. talking about stability is that they're often used unilaterally. So basically one kettlebell at a time. Yes. Um, so that, that loading is going through one arm, one shoulder, down one side of the, the body. Yeah, actually. Improves your proprioception of, of making sure that you maintain that neutral position, but also improves the yeah. strength of all those muscles as well. So yeah, yeah stability. And I'm, I think what I was thinking of as well is I think you know when I'm when people do kind of like uh, they want to load themselves up like through the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also use um, kettlebells a lot for like priming that uh, front rack position. Yeah. Kind of like like. A, if someone can't really do a front squat that well, mm-hmm. or what is the step down from a front squat? I call like a front rack. So that's when you're holding both those kettlebells kind of in the in the front across your chest there and balancing them kind of like in between your forearm and your mm-hmm. and your bicep. Um, so I use that a lot for kind of like squats. I also do a lot of um, carries for your core stability as well. Yeah. And I think like kettlebells make it, you know, so easy to kind of get into these weird positions that kind of challenge your your trunk or your core mm-hmm. and uh you know you have to resist those i think kettlebell carries is pro- and in fact i'd say other than outside of shoulder stability exercise carries is probably like the best thing to use kettlebells for and you know the the the, the carry exercise you know who that is absolutely key for yeah people who like to shop Oh, yeah. you do your kettlebell carry. I was wondering carry. where you're going. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, you do your yeah. carry. You got this massive, heavy kettlebell. You think about how many bags you can carry around Sunshine that's, Plaza. That's 100 how I tell it to all my clients. I go, "Hey, Lou, you know, I want you to pretend like you're doing your shopping, and you've got one bag and one arm, and you know, you got to brace that other core, otherwise you're going to go down." Yeah, it improves your grip strength the other side. It improves core strength, and you can improve your core strength in several different positions. But yeah, mainly like that lateral flexion. Yeah. works at the side bends so if you're if you are big into shopping you have access yeah. to your partner's credit card then uh, you should be in the gym doing kettlebell carries well, Matt is, I, mean, Matt I, mean, I use that a lot with some of my older clients as well a lot of carries variations because it's good strength and core strengthens you know your grip strength as well and i think it's also very applicable to you know once you start to get a little bit early starts to get hard carrying things you know you always ask your grandchildren or your uh, children to kind of like do the work for you um, I think also they're really good to do for um, tradies as well. Yeah. A lot of tradies that you get in because it kind of teaches them to be able to position their body holding awkward objects a lot. Yeah. So it's very kind of like specific to, to that because you think if you're at you know, work or whatever and you've got to pick up these big 
bags or weird objects. Or, Especially when you're under the pump, you're under, you yeah. know, the, the boss is trying to get you to work faster, you've got projects to complete, exactly right. and you forget to engage things. And a heap of like, a heap of like tradie blokes that I see as well, they're very, um, they've always got some type of lower back pain or something like that, because yeah, they're just picking up will. awkward objects and stuff a lot of the time. So kettlebells kind of, uh, kind of allows you to, you know, mimic that awkwardness, mm-hmm. especially and teach you how to hold yourself while in that awkward. It's like picking up a rock, for example, if you're like a landscaper. Like, Absolutely. You know, yeah. Awkward. But yeah, so they're probably like the main things that I use uh, kettlebells for. How about yourself? What do you what do you what do you reckon your My, go-to exercises are for the kettle with the kettlebell? Three exercises I love are the swing, the swing high pull, and the banded swing. They're all swings. And yeah. You just there's not a lot of kit out there that allows you to do a swing. I think what what I like about it is a very good proprioceptive. You can get a swing right. Yep. You you learn the hip hinge really well. You yep. learn to stabilize your core, your posture, and then your spine really really well. You develop a bit of power, and that's that's things that people don't often do in life. Nobody does anything explosive, and it's a relatively safe you know. Safer, yeah. exercise you can and you can develop a heap of power from doing especially one of those banded swings yeah like they're they're all they're awesome to do kind of um if you're doing any power training because you know if you think of some generic power exercises like you think of like your cleans and mm-hmm. um your power cleans and your snatches like they're all kind of really complex movements to yeah. learn and if you don't have a lot of time with your client work which you usually don't usually go about like 45 minutes to an hour you know yeah. once a week with them um most of the time so what's the most efficient way to develop power and it's yeah. not spending weeks and weeks and weeks doing the technical side and we know that there's a lot of you know pro strength and conditioning coaches who yeah. will not use olympic lifts with their athletes anymore. No. so like out of all the time that i've got to spend with them taking my time to teach them all that is yeah. wasting time when i can actually be developing their power right now rather than their technical ability so yeah that's... exactly the only thing i do see a lot of the times with kettlebell swings is there they are probably like a bit more of a probably one of the popular exercises to use with a kettlebell yeah i often kind of see them done wrong oh which which i think annoys me a little bit i did a i did a video um for social media on this a a while ago because it's something i see quite often in the gym that people turn a kettlebell swing uh one they slow it down right so we talked it's a power exercise you actually need to be real snappy with that and it has to that drive comes from the hips they they basically turn it into a a a front lift a front raise yeah with from the shoulders using it as like a shoulder a weird shoulder exercise and like when you're holding a kettlebell your shoulders already really internally rotated anyway so you don't well depending on how you're holding it but if you're doing those swings like you've got to really don't want to be generating a lot of power from your shoulder no i mean the the shoulder should actually be really relaxed and yeah. again like we said it's, it's working with that momentum we, we we that drive comes from the hips and this yeah. is a great one for developing the glutes which people under you underuse oh, nobody right. people don't use their glutes enough we sit on them all day and they just the, the best analogy i had they your body adapts to what you ask it to do. So if you sit on your ass, you're asking it to be a pillow. Yeah, uh, cushion. I, I so it, yeah. Your exactly, cushion. exactly, exactly right. So that's why all of mine are swings because they're all, everything is posterior. It's hamstrings, it's glutes, it's your your, your back, um, your lower and upper, and your core all having to, to, to kind of hold those in there. The swing high pull, I really like, like you were talking about the grip strength. You swing with either one or two arms and when you, 
pull back at the top of that swing with the momentum of the kettlebell going forward. What a challenge that is, not only on your shoulders and your upper back, but that forearm to grip that kettlebell. I understand. Most of that momentum, even with that swing high pull as well, mm -hmm. should be coming from your hips and your glutes. It absolutely is. And that's what you want it for. And yeah. I mean, look, if I talk about like Turkish get-ups, a fairly complex exercise, I'd yeah. say. There's a lot of few steps to get in there, but... Got a video um, for that as well. Yeah, you've got, you got plenty of videos. Oh, yeah. I've heard, I see, mate. You clog in my bloody Instagram feed all the time. Oh. Might have to unfollow you soon. <laughs> no, too, too much too much great content at mac.pt.fitness. Oh, he's learning. Yeah, I finally learned the Because <laughs> I see it so freaking often. But anyway. Um, so that's a good side of the kettlebell. Things things that people have got to be aware of. What would you say people have got to be aware of? If you're going to use a kettlebell... These are things to be aware of to make sure you do it, do it well, and do it safely. Uh, I think people maybe go, first of all, the weight of it. They usually go a little bit too heavy. Yes. I say a lot of times with some kettlebells, like it's already an unstable object already, so the lighter it is, it's still going to be stable. Yeah, learn um, how to move it first before you go and load it heavy. Yeah. I think that's, that's, a, that's a, a general thing through the gym. Probably, that's probably like, and then, you know, learn and then learn how to grip the thing properly. Mm -hmm. I guess that's how we're going to get comfortable, kind of in, because it is an awkward yeah. position. Get comfortable with it in all these different positions because your body will adapt if you cue it right to... Um, firing the right muscles because I find like a lot of the time especially when I'm in that front rack position people usually say oh my sh I feel like my shoulders burning mm -hmm. a lot of the time but realistically if you're doing that front rack position right you should be feeling it all in your back yeah. you know especially around like your shoulder blade area like all those like little stabilizers and um rotator cuff and you know retraction muscles should be taking the fair brunt of that to keep your shoulder locked in that position yeah. but a lot of people are using their delt like their delts or their shoulders um at the start to really stabilize themselves so i think that's probably going to happen when you first start mm -hmm. so you start getting comfortable in that front rack position because it's so beneficial and it's also very um it's functional to use a buzzword yeah i'd say as well because how often are you walking around with um you know stuff on your back no not really not really especially like you know you got squats and stuff like that's usually like you know Stopping back, usually you're carrying things out in front of you, yeah, most of the time. Or down with the side when you're shopping, yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. And then, like, back to you know, talking about tradies, like, they're always doing that type of stuff. Like, unless I've got like you know, I'm a removalist and I've got a bookcase, mm -hmm. um, lying on the lying on my back that I'm trying to transport, you know, I don't think this squats, you know, a functional exercise, like, great exercise for developing, you know, leg strength. And sometimes you need to do a back squat because that's the safest and best way to develop get heaps of load into you yeah um but yeah i think kettlebells make that you know really good transition, yeah, into, life. Good transition into, yeah. into life and i mean you know if I, I don't like using the word functional too much either because i think it's just a bit of a buzzword that people throw around and they say oh look at this we're functional training it's like oh you're not next you're not next week training. matt is going to come back with his word for what functional training really Well, is. my definition of functional training would just be training movements more so than muscles, I'd say. There you go. Good lad. And also, yeah, you know what? Actually, that's probably it. We'll just leave it at that. There you go. Short and simple. And the final final thing for people to be aware of, since we, we talked about the swing, there's lots of swing variations out there. When you swing that kettlebell, the momentum of that kettlebell is pulling forward. Yep. Make sure you've got a good grip. Make sure your hands aren't too sweaty. Oh. Because I, I've seen one person drop one in a <laughs> during a swing. Thankfully, by I've never someone, seen. By it. someone, do you mean yourself? 
No, I would never drop a cowbell. Um, but I have. There is always that potential that somebody lets go at the top of the swing and just launches a kettlebell yeah. across the I, gym I think floor. I, I think I may have done that before, actually. Oh, have you? Just sort of trying to do like a real powerful kettlebell swing, getting those hips just like too powerful to you control. Know, too powerful, and all of a sudden, you know, I was focusing too much on the hips and let go of the uh, let go of the kettlebell. Lucky I didn't break any windows or anything. But look, hey, that's a story. There's nobody, my, nobody in front of you, no. That's a story. That's a story for another day, uh, as well. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was nice and short and sweet today. We we uh, we did a fairly long one last week, so we wanted to keep it short and sweet for you short all. Short and brief. This week. The kettlebells. So we will sign off now. Again, uh, you can follow us on Instagram for hints, tips, or if you just want to send a message uh, for suggestions on the next episode of the podcast, or if you have any specific questions, then please get in touch. You can get in touch with me at mac.pt.fitness and you can my get in colleague. touch with me at mr underscore performax science also known as mr performax science. make sure you get that underscore in there as well <laughs> and it's mr all lowercase um and you know if you do you are having to play around with a kettlebell as a result of listening to this um podcast tag us let us know what you're doing yeah we'd love to see see what you what you do you know and mark's probably more than happy to see your kettlebell swing uh, you know, give you some feedback as well as tell you how shit it's looking or, you know, <laughs> you're so negative, aren't you? Oh, mate, you're a bloody negative one. <laughs> Walking around. <laughs> Actually, here's a funny story about Mark before we go. Oh, um, I was talking to someone in the gym and I was going, yeah, I've got a training session um, with one of the trainers uh, here <laughs> coming up. And I go, oh, okay, so who's the trainer that you got? And he goes, oh, who's, what's that, uh, what's that underwear model? Yeah. Um, name again I was like the underwear model and I had to think back to Mark prancing around in his DTs looking like a absolute sod is that a is that a, is that a Scottish word sod uh, sod uh, it's British definitely British probably probably <laughs> more English close, closer yeah. than here but yeah looking like an absolute idiot got paid for that mate did you get paid for that well, of course I get paid for that that's, that's part of my job well, right? so that, so that, that's what separates you from not being a model and being a model it's getting paid just, for just a background story about that there may have been a marketing campaign for summer in the, the gym well, I didn't remember any marketing just campaign I think this guy just wanted to go around <laughs> prancing around his DTs looking like a and they may have been videoed in a pair of budgie smugglers, yeah, um, which is always good fun. But hey, budgie smugglers, yeah, and the, budgie, the work we do. Bright, bright yellow budgie smugglers just sitting there like tanning in the middle of the gym, and then people are just sitting around going, "What the hell? What are you, we're trying to. This is the place of, you know, work or where I want to work out. And then we got someone pretending he's at the beach, even though who's wearing DTs at the beach these days? Unless you're over, you know, sixty-five years old, you don't see that a lot. Well, like I said, I got paid for that, so I, I'm happy. I'm happy. Well, professional underwear model Mark. Find right. him on mac.pt.fitness, or you can find him on his other channel. <laughs> Doesn't even know. But know. Calvin Klein, if you're listening, Calvin I'm Klein. available. Okay. So that's all from us today. Yeah, I'll yeah. say goodbye. Maddie, say goodbye. Cheerio. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>